your environment will make or break you. The mm -hmm. people who you surround yourself with today is going to be who you become tomorrow. And if you're not inspired by the people around you now, then you got to get a new circle. There is a formula for success. Like who, who knows exactly what the formula is? But what I do know is that there's, there's a formula for being broke and that's yeah. just staying exactly where you are and staying stagnant and staying around still people, still complaining, still blaming, still justifying, still broke. Welcome back, winners. This is Before the Money, the podcast that feeds your mind, body, and soul all the tools you need to live a life that ignites you. If you're new around here, my name is Jack William, founder and designer of Anarchy Label. On this show, I sit down with inspiring individuals every single week and discuss the mindset and actions they have taken to live an extraordinary life. If you resonate with our mission and you want to help us impact the lives of millions of people around the world towards a life of abundance, please leave behind five stars and share this episode with your audience. Today's episode is going to teach you the four pillars to master in order to build your dream life. My guest today, Morgan Nelson, has been on both ends of success. In school, he was told not to expect much from life and just to settle for a life trading time for money and definitely do not pursue a career in speaking. This led him down an unfulfilling path, which eventually took him to a crossroads where he attempted suicide. Since making the decision to transform his life, he was able to become financially free at the age of 23 and has then gone on to educate thousands of people around the world on how they can do the same. One thing that is going to be really obvious throughout this episode is that you can have all the ambition in the world, but without consistent action, nothing in your life is ever going to change. I can give you the tools, the experiences, and the stories from people like Morgan who have done it, but if you don't make the decision to change, nothing else will. If you're feeling stuck in a never-ending cycle of procrastination, send me a message with the words winner's routine and I'll share some information on our brand new 30-day program. Success doesn't have to be hard, but we love to overcomplicate things and strive for this unattainable thing called perfection. I did this for years because I was so scared of failure that inside my mind, I made it impossible for me to succeed just so I could rationalize my lack of action with myself. You know what you need to do to break the cycle, but sometimes it just takes someone with us pushing us along. Spend the next 30 days with me, perfecting how you spend each day, plus receive hundreds of dollars in content for just $97. If you eliminate procrastination and it only costs you $3 a day, is that worth it to you? DM me the words winner's routine to the Before The Money Instagram just to find out more. But enough about that. Grab hold of your pens and I will see you in the studio for another incredible Before The Money episode with none other than Morgan Nelson. What is up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome back to another action-packed episode of Before the Money. I'm sitting here with the notorious Morgan Nelson. How you doing, brother? Yeah, yeah. Mate, I'm fired up and so pumped to be here. Uh, I, I love the studio setup we got here. So I'm, I'm really fired up to just give these guys some value and mm -hmm. help make them some shifts in their head to do some cool shit in their life. I love how you've used that word fire up because it is tradition here on Before the Money. My hey. first question is, what gets you fired up? What gets me fired up, man? Life. Life gets me fired mm -hmm. the fuck up because the thing is, I I live a life purely to my highest values. Mm -hmm. I do what I love every single day. Like I was talking to, like, like today, it's five o'clock something right now. Mm -hmm. I literally have been going since just before eight o'clock this morning and I've probably, I've probably got like another four or five hours left today of things I want to get done. That's not like it every single day though. Mm -hmm. And I'm, we'll talk on that. However, when there is days when there's just so much to do, it's like, I just love it. It's so, like, I used to be a carpenter. Like mm -hmm. it, it beats me on the job site. You know what I mean? So it, it literally fires me up every single day just doing what I'm doing because I know that I'm on a mission. I'm creating impact. I'm helping other people and I'm just doing what I'm what I'm here for. I'm, I'm programmed to do this shit. And yeah, so... It's inter interesting the effect that passion has on our lives. Hey, you know, we can drive ourselves with, like with willpower and all these kinds of things and chase money, but nothing fires us up like, you know, being on our path. Yeah, we're literally, we, we have a built-in GPS system. Mm -hmm. Like, and most people aren't aware of it. Like, we, we literally have a built-in GPS where, uh, you know, and this is the sad thing, like 95 to 99% of people go through their entire life having no idea what it even is. Mm -hmm. And that is the thing that people are looking for. They're looking for their passion, their purpose, their this thing like why am i here and some people are like well i'm not here for any reasons like that's bullshit like mm -hmm. we're not here by accident one in 400 trillion chance of being born in this whole quantum space of world like we, we're programmed to be here and we're all here for a certain thing and then i asked i had les brown on my podcast and i asked him i said i said 
do you think we can all live out our dreams? And he's like, that's why you're here. <laughs> he's like, every single person has been given a dream, a purpose, a unique ability, a gift to bring to life. And it's up to us to bring that to life. And what I mean by a GPS is tapping into our highest values. Like, what are we actually programmed to be good at? Like, you have strengths that are different than mine. You have passions. You have interests. You have things inside of you that just get you going more than what get me going. Like, there's, it blows my mind there's people actually out there that love, and I'm thankful for them. Mm -hmm. They love doing, like, admin stuff. Because mm -hmm. I love, like, I have these people in my team. It's like, they love spreadsheets and stuff. I'm like, I'm so glad that you love that shit because I fucking hate it, man. And then, like, my partner, for example, she loves, like, organizing things and doing sales and all this kind of stuff. And then she sees me on stage. And she's like, I don't know how the fuck you do that. I said, I don't know how you do that. Like, mm. I'm put here to do this shit. Like, without a doubt in my mind, like, I know that I'm, I'm here to just rock it on stage to help people transform and to really, like, un unleash that stuff inside of them. And I could do that every single day for the rest of my life. That's, that's why I'm here, right? So people really have to tap into that and, and, and discover that. And they'll have this unlimited amount of inspiration, not motivation. Most people come to us and they're like, how do I get more motivated? Mm -hmm. It's like, dude... If you need to be motivated to build a business or create your dream life, like something's fucked up there mm -hmm. because you're, you're actually trying to do what other people think you should do. You're borrowing other people's expectations instead of just tapping into your true ones and be like, well, why am I here? Where do I want to go? And you get in alignment with that and you just soar every single day towards what you want instead of away from what you don't want. That's awesome, man. And like the, there's a quote that I really love and the, the person who said it escapes me, but it's like, you know, the two most important days are the day we were born and the day we find out why, right? Every time I read that, it just sends chills down my spine because it's a very terrifying process to discover things. You know, you're spending time just literally trying stuff to try and find what really hits for you. And I know I went through many, many years of building businesses that I thought I was passionate about until I realized that, hang on, no, this, this is motivation. And as soon as that wore off, there was no inspiration there. I was just tracing this, you know, monetary success a lot yeah. in the in the early stages. So let's backtrack a little bit to what built Morgan Nelson. Now you mentioned that you were a carpenter, and I know a bit about your story, and I, I want our audience to to understand it as well because it's inspiring. Yeah, um, and just on what you were just saying there, it's like when we are following motivation and we're following other people's versions of success, mm -hmm. that's how burnout exists. Yeah. Like for so many years, people would be like, if you keep going, Morgan, you get a burnout. I said, don't tell me your limitations, mm -hmm. motherfucker. You know, like you don't know what I'm capable of. Uh, and then I borderline did burn out. Yeah. Uh, and we can get to that. But like it was that taught me lots of other things. But I think there was a there was a straight point there where I was like, no, nah, I can't burn out with this because mm -hmm. like I love this mm -hmm. shit. And same with like what I'm doing now. It's like it just doesn't exist because I do what I love. I love what I do. I got a very fun life still. Mm -hmm. And then I've created this. And it's just all about building this thing for your balance. So, yeah, you know, like people do hear all these things, you know, like I'm 28 years old now. Yeah. Um, you got a wicked podcast, wicked brand, wicked business. I've spoken all over the world. Um, I've done some really cool shit. And most people don't see, they see that on Instagram now mm -hmm. because it's not like every single day I'm going to be like, yo, like look at my story. But it's easy to sort of start following somebody like me or like watch my story, my, my social media and stuff and, compare and whatever but it definitely didn't start there which mm -hmm. is why i'm just an absolute testament for personal development because it's like you can create the life you want it's like if you go to work on developing your your skill set like this thing called neuroplasticity they've done so much information and research on the, to figure out now that the muscle's like a brain and if we go to work on it we can literally increase it we can do more have more have better skills better mindset better attitude better habits better discipline all these things if we go to work on it but we don't learn about that shit in school perhaps because they're just not aware because i truly believe if teachers mm -hmm. at school really knew about all this stuff they probably wouldn't be teachers like let's just be honest right unless it was in their highest values mm -hmm. so pretty much what happened to me like i i, fin I finished school you know i finished school i was, I, I stayed to year 12 for the parties and the girls uh <laughs> like let's just be honest he's honest yeah, yeah, yeah. like fully transparent right uh it, it was super fun despite them trying to actually kick me out in grade 12 because mm -hmm. they're like, dude, we know you're not serious about this. Like, you're not, you're not taking any classes properly. You're wagging all the classes. Um, I'm like, no, please, if you if you kick me out, man, I've been 12 fucking years. I've been waiting for this <laughs> end, of, end of year party, man. Yeah. I'm going on the formal. I'm going on the graduation, you know? So I like begged them to let me say, they're like, you're, you're barely going to pass. You need to pass grade 12. Otherwise, they'll just kick you out. It's like, fuck me. So 
I came, I just passed. I did what I had to do, you know, paid some people. I, I, did, I did what I had to do to pass my my classes, right? And, but long story short, I finished school and they give us, here in Queensland, when we finish, we get an OP, an overall position. So they give you a score out of one to 25, pretty much to tell you how successful you'll be in, in life. 25 is the worst, one's the best. And then I finished school, I got a 21. <laughs> and pretty much if you get like over like a 16, it's kind of like, dude, you know, like yeah. universities aren't gonna let you in. There's nothing to study. Not that I want to do that anyway, but there was all this pressure on me at 17 years old going, what are you gonna do for the rest of your life? What are you gonna study? What are you gonna do? Like, dude, I'm 17, I'm a kid. I'm gonna have fun. Mm. I'm just gonna get a gig. I'm gonna go get a job while I don't care what I do. I'm gonna trade time for money, save some money, and just have fun with my life until I'm certain about what I want to do. Bit of a cover up because I also couldn't go study anything. <laughs> and so that's what happened. But long story short, I, I left school thinking, borrowing the belief that I wasn't smart enough, I wasn't good enough, I couldn't do much because I literally got told in school in English. They're like, Morgan, your English is not good. Your story writing skills is not good. Your speaking is not good. Whatever you do in life, I highly recommend you don't do anything in journalism, reading, writing, or speaking in, in public. Good thing you've avoided all those. Things. I've avoided all those <laughs> things, right? Last year, I wrote my first book. I've spoken to crowds of over 6,000 people. I've, I've now spoken on two on stages of probably, mm-hmm. like close to probably forty to 50,000 people, I would say, around the world, right? And... It's just funny, right? So like, mm-hmm. I know I know some of my teachers are watching and they're like, well, fuck, mm-hmm. right? Because He's an I, anomaly though. Yeah, but that's the yeah. thing. But anyone can do it though. Yeah, Like exactly that's the right. thing. It's like, like here I am, this kid that was destined for absolute nothing, mm-hmm. going and do some cool shit just because I, I made a decision. And and I followed a framework. I followed a system that I've now teach, right? And, but what happened? It didn't get great straight away, right? But I, I, I left school. I left school, uh, I went down this whole path believing these things, right? I got labeled as all this. I thought I was stupid. I thought I couldn't do anything. So that's exactly what I did, man. I got an apprenticeship as a carpenter because they said to me, they're like, look, you should just go get a job working with your hands because trade time for money in apprenticeship or something like that. So I become a carpenter and I had the goal in mind. So how I do anything in life, I, I'm not going to do anything unless I know like, what's the intention here? Mm-hmm. So I become a carpenter. I kind of liked it. I was like, sweet. What's my goal? I'm going to become a, 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 a qualified carpenter then what's going to happen after that? I'm like, I want to become successful somehow. Like all I want to know, I want to be able to travel the world. I need to have more money. Okay, so I'm going to become a carpentry boss. Maybe one day I'll become a property developer, yada, yada, yada. And I was thinking in my head, man, if I could retire by the age of 45, 50, I'd be so happy. Like that'd be lit. And I went through this whole thing. And when I was 19 years old, we got taken away from the Gold Coast. We had to go work up north. So because I had the end goal in mind still, I was like, I want to get qualified. So I need to do whatever I have to do. This involves working $10 an hour on an ABN. So I'm really taking home seven bucks an hour, right? We're working 12 to 13 hours a day in 45 degree heat in North Queensland. Um, it doesn't take too long before it's like your body just starts to break down and, and mm-hmm. you're just destroyed. Like it's it's crazy. We got sold a dream. We went up there to work at sold a dream where it's like, you get paid so much more money. You get to fast track your apprenticeship, all these things. I was like, well, I'm going to do what I need to do now so I can have the life I want to have tomorrow. And when we were up there, like, you know, all the, the environment, the, which is the first pillar of, the, of, of, you know, creating your dream life, right? It's like your environment will make or break you. The mm-hmm. people who you surround yourself with today is going to be who you become tomorrow. And if you're not inspired by the people around you now, then you got to get a new circle. Like if you if you are the smartest and the richest in that circle, then you need a new circle. One thing I've prided myself on for so long, it's like being the dumbest and the poorest in every room I'm in. Then I know if I'm not if I'm not got, if I don't have a level of discomfort mm-hmm. talking about my income and my goals, then something's fucked up. I was having a conversation with a friend this morning. We had a strategy session together and. I was telling him all about my event coming up and and like how much uh, you know how much I've been making and stuff. And he's dude, what the fuck? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, why aren't you making like two hundred grand a month yet? Why aren't you making mm. three hundred grand a month? Yet? And I'm like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> you know, great. You great need those challenges. Though. You need yeah. that, yeah. right? Because like you don't want to have friends being like, yeah, man, that's great. Yeah, yeah, pay on the back. Yeah. Well, thanks. Like I feel great, but you know, you need friends that are gonna stretch you and mm-hmm. be like, come on, like let's keep going. Let's, we've got more people with impact here because you know if you're in the right thing and what I'm doing. My income is a direct reflection of how many people I've helped, right? Yeah. So North Queensland, we're in this house and we're, we're, li- we're living 
literally, I th- I think there was about, you know, 12, 13 tradies all living in this uh, three-bedroom house together, right? <laughs> Everyone's working all day, mm-hmm. coming home. The house smelled. There was dirty laundry everywhere. It just smelled like sweaty men. <laughs> it, was, it was horrible, right? Mm-hmm. But the only thing we knew had, what to do when we got home was drink. Mm-hmm. So here I am, 19 years old, um, drinking every single day when I come home from work. Anxiety, I started having this anxiety thing. I had no idea what it was. And I started talking to some people. I said, for some reason, I just feel like like everything's caving in on me and I can't sleep. And I'm like, I don't know what the, this feeling is. You're talking to people in the house or external people? I talk to external people. Yeah. Because, yeah, those, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't get it, right? Yeah. Like that, those sorts of people wouldn't get it. They'd be like, oh, fucking pussy. Fucking, hard oh, not. Hard not, mate. Yeah. Fucking have some concrete. Fuck it. You know? And um, so, I, yeah, long story short, it uh, didn't take too long for, you know, I'm copying my environment. So I was like, man, how are you guys coping with this shit? Oh, you're taking drugs, right? Mm. So then so the next minute, then we're having, you know, cocaine for breakfast, cocaine lunch, cocaine and smoko, and the boss is just bringing it. There's coke everywhere. And that's just how we're working these 13, 14 hour days. Mm. We're, do, we're building a house a day. A fucking house a day, right? And then we would come home, we'd be so jacked up, but then we'd use prescription pills to come down. And it was just this cocktail of just, just like destruction mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm in this state and i remember just there one day where i was just like i was so completely doped up life got there i was got i got no money to even really eat properly uh i've got no friends around me no real love around me nothing's fun's happening and i'm just like what is my life about this fucking sucks and when i was 19 years old so i was completely doped up just destroyed in the head and it got so bad where i just thought it was gonna be more painful to actually stay here than it would be to leave so 19 years old, I tried to kill myself. And at that point was when I met myself and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Mm. And I just, it, I, I reshaped everything. I was like, there was one point in my life where I was really happy. There was, there was one point I was really happy. I was really certain with what I was doing. And now there's a point where I'm left where I'm, where I'm trying to kill myself. Mm. What the fuck would happen? And I just thought, what, what's the one thing that's different? The one thing that's different was I was back in an environment that brought me joy. I used to live down here on the beach on the Gold Coast, be my friends. I'd, I'd just trade here. I'd finish work at three o'clock. I'd go to the beach in the afternoon, hang out with my friends, go on dates, pick up girls, go to the club, all this shit that 19-year-olds, mm-hmm. 18-year-olds want to do, right? And then now I'm giving up the best years of my life, working with a bunch of losers, going nowhere, who are just angry, depressed, taking drugs all the time. And I'm like, fuck this shit. So I, I left. <clears throat> and I told my boss, Mike, I'm out of here, man. My eyes can't do it anymore. And then I made a decision at that moment that nothing would ever come before my own happiness and joy ever again. Not a relationship, not a job, nothing. And I left. I come down the Gold Coast. He's calling me saying, come back up. I'll double your salary. I said, I don't give a fuck, dude. Like, so I, I locked myself in my room for like a month. I got off all the drugs, got off everything. So I was like, I'm going to start. I remember just going to the shops and buying fruit. I'm like, I just need like healthy stuff. In yeah. me. I need to run. I need to move my body. I'm like, because I know that like moving your body releases endorphins and like endorphins are the anti-depression natural chemical we mm-hmm. can create inside of ourselves, which is why I'm a big advocate for because like, and I challenge people that, that, that and, and because of my story, I can confidently say mm-hmm. this. It's like the people who are still depressed or, or holding these things, one, it's either a lack of knowledge or two, they're still just deciding to be there. If they're listening to this podcast, they have the resources. Most people are thinking, that they need more resources in life. They're like, well, you know, you don't understand. I've got it hard. I get it, man. Everyone's got a story, but guess what? You've still got the resource. You got to tap into the resourcefulness inside of you because you've still got unlimited resources in the world. And we've still got the one thing that creates or destroys everything, which is a choice and a decision. And if we're choosing to stay depressed, that's our choice. You know, if we're choosing to hold on to these things, that's it's it's a choice. Like in this day and age, like I've, I've got this massive event coming up in two and a half weeks, right? Tickets are $47 for it. We have nine speakers there. And I was telling the crew the other day, I was like, I'm just so fired up to this because 30, 40 years ago, to get access to personal development like this, to get access to shit like this, going to change your life, costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Now you got podcasts like this for free. You got YouTube. You got an event like this, this caliber for $47. Yeah, it's, it's like you throw the excuses out the door now, man. It's like we got every single thing there we need. We just got to actually like put the key in and turn it, right? So that that's kind of what happened. But I, I started to sort of discover 
these certain things, these certain traits that successful and happy people had that broken, unhappy people didn't have. Mm -hmm. And so I started sort of put these things together, starting with the environment. I was like, because when I hang around these people, I feel shit. When I hang around these people, I feel inspired. I feel happy. I'm like, hmm, uh, I'm going to start hanging around these people more and these people less. It doesn't take, you know, a rock mm. science to figure that one out. There's so many people listening to this podcast right now that need to make the decision to actually stop hanging around those people that they know. The people that are just sucking them down, taking their energy, pulling them down, not inspiring, not leveling them up, right? So then I, I kind of went on. I, I, I've created the four pillars of building your dream life, which, which it just works every single time. Like every mm. single person I meet, it's like if, if, you can, if you're kind of stuck, if you got this fire inside, you want to create some epic, epic shit and you're not sure what's the next direction, we just look at this, these four pillars every single time and we can create it, right? So the first one is the right environment. So for me, when I was up in North Queensland, I was like, I got to change this, come back down to the Gold Coast. I'm hanging around with the right people. So we've got an external environment and an internal environment. The external will actually create our internal. Like if we have you ever hung around like five people that are just broke or five people who are living in scarce mm -hmm. mindset or they're fearful, and then you start to question shit inside here. You're like, "Fuck, man, maybe this COVID thing is gonna kill it's it." A, it's kill a silent everybody. killer as well. You know your environment. You don't necessarily notice it until you, like you said, you get to that point where you're like, "How the fuck did I get here?" You know, I still have memories of myself being this bubbly kid. Yep. You know, and it just like kind of creeps up on you, especially when you're not conscious of it. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a it's a tiny compound effect, mm -hmm. and that's the thing. I I when I was in Maui, I spoke on stage with a guy called Darren Hardy. He's the founder of Success Magazine. He mm -hmm. wrote the Compound Effect. Great um, book. Yeah, like I'm I'm glad you know. Sometimes I talk to younger people, yeah. and they're like, "Huh?" I'm like, dude, motherfucker, study study <laughs> the giants, man. Yeah, like we can stand on the shoulders of giants. That's the benefit mm -hmm. of our generation. It's like there's been so many people that have gone before us. Mm -hmm. And we, we're literally living in the luckiest generation right now. We've got all this information out there for free or buy a book for 10 bucks, 20 bucks, right? So I was talking to Darren Hardy and he was talking about that. He's like, our entire life is built off small, tiny habits that we do every single day. And because they're a tiny little habit, we think it's not much. But imagine if you smoked one cigarette and you got throat cancer the next day. Mm. No one would smoke if you knew that. If you smoked one cigarette, then you got throat cancer. No one's going to fucking smoke. That's the mm. dumbest thing in the world. But people do it still. Yeah, It's because they smoke one cigarette and they get, oh, this makes me feel calm. Yeah, it makes you feel calm because you just stop for a second. You fucking breathe. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> eh? You did a, a deep inhale. Yeah. Right? You said like, oh. mm -hmm. and, and, and you had a comfort thing, right? Yeah. Or people comfort eat and all these sorts of things. But then they do that. One cigarette, two cigarettes, 10 cigarettes, 20 for it per day for the next 20, 30 years. And you wake up and then the doctor says, you have throat cancer. It's like, mm. fuck, that shit works, right? Like, you know, so, but the thing with that is as well, it's like that same thing. It's like, if you can hang around people with the environment, because that's what we're talking about, right? It's yep. like the environment, if you're hanging around in people that if you don't, like it can start to creep up, which is why we have, we need to have massive awareness inside of ourselves to notice how are we actually feeling inside? How do we feel when we're around these people? What are the things that we're doing? And there's these actions uh, do, do they feel good inside of us? Are they the things that we actually want to be like known for? And I always bring it back to that as well. It's like these people here, this, this is how I sort of do like qualify an environment. Mm -hmm. If all of these people or if one of these people were to die, what would be the three things that people would say about them at their funeral? Mm. Would people and, go to that funeral? Yeah, yeah. that's the interesting one, right? Mm. It's like, um, so that that makes me, think a lot like i reevaluate things mm. like because at the end of the day like we're talking about money kind of on this podcast right at the end of the day no one's gonna no one's gonna say at your funeral mm -hmm. man he had a hundred million dollars he had a fucking bentley dude you should have seen his watch yeah he had a richard mill it's fucking lit yeah they're gonna talk about dude he had this charity yeah he cared you know the amount he, he impacted millions of lives he, look how much, look what he did because of him, because of his, his information, because of his podcast, I got inspired to build my own business. And because of that business, I've been able to help 100,000 people here. This endless ripple effect. That's mm -hmm. what we're going to hear, right? And it all comes down to the people that we're, we're choosing to meet you now. Like you just said, like it's, it will start to compound. But if people aren't aware of it, mm -hmm. they turn 30, 40, 50 years old one day and they're like, fuck, all my friends are bums. They're going nowhere. They have no goals, no aspirations. No wonder why they don't as well. And then it becomes a very daunting task to deal with it when it's at that stage. Yeah, you yeah. can't can't teach an old dog new tricks. Exactly. You can, you can, but you can't. Here's the thing: if they want to learn, 
hundred percent. If 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 they don't want to change, if they don't want to learn, then you, not even Tony Robbins can make that happen. Yeah. Right. But here's actually the thing. That's why I love working with young people as well because we've got hope. So psychologists actually said there was a study done. If they're under the age of twenty five, we can show how how old are you? Twenty four. Twenty four. Great. So if you're under the age of twenty five and you're kind of off track, you guys can actually see something better and be like. I, I want that, make sense and make a logical decision and actually get inspired by that and be like, that's what I want. You can create change by being like, I don't like that, I want this and just do that. Mm-hmm. After the age of 25, it becomes a lot harder. And they say it's like, it's not it's not impossible, but it's it's really hard because what after the age of 25 to create real massive uh, drastic change in your life, you actually need somewhat of a traumatic event. Mm-hmm. Like, let's call it a heart attack. That's why, like, you know, you see people who are really overweight and they're 30 years old or something. It's like, ah, uh, but then, you know, they'll wake the fuck up at 45 and they have a heart attack, mm-hmm. you know, or if maybe one of their kids are born they, and they and their kids are born with diabetes and they're like, fuck, yeah. then they're like, I got to do something. But then there's the thing. We can create enough change if we increase enough pain. Mm-hmm. So we can get enough leverage on our life because we, we do every, every single thing we do in life and we're kind of we're going fucking tangents here. That's right. So you you I'm pull me back in. No. You pull me back in whenever you want, man. I wouldn't dare. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I I think people really yeah. want this, right? Like people people want like I don't think people listen to this podcast because they just it's like a cool setup and and they mm. think you you're really they beautiful. They want something from it. Right? I am beautiful. But you are beautiful. Right? That, that's yeah. that's how yeah. that's how you get them in. Yeah. Right? But what, what that's they, the cheese. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then why they stay is because they're like fuck. I'm getting what I want. Right. Yeah. People that listen to this, they, they want to create a freedom lifestyle. They want to create more income, more mm-hmm. impact. They, they, they want to be able to wake up and choose what they want to do every single day, right? That's just what I'm guessing. I'm, I'm assuming. Why I mean, am I assuming? You'd guess correctly. Yeah. Because like, that's why we're here, mm-hmm. right? But here's the thing. Why do, still, why do most people still, they know they want this, but they don't do it? It's because they associate more pain to doing the thing than they are to stay. Because there's only two things that get us going, two things that motivate all human beings, two things that create change, two things that guide us in life is the seeking of uh, pleasure. So we move towards what we want and we move away from what we don't want. However, pain is far more motivating than pleasure. Mm. So if we say to somebody, hey, if you go build, uh, you look what Grant Cardone just did online. It's an undercover billionaire, build a million dollar business in 90 days, right? If we say it ended like up being a lot bigger than that, wasn't it? It was five point yeah. five million dollars, yeah. right? <laughs> now, if someone came to me and they're like, "Hey, Morgan, build a million dollar business in ninety days," I'm like, oh, "Fuck, I don't want that fucking stress." And I just get on the phone to Grant Cardone. Yeah, like, yeah. like, yeah, that's cool, man. Like, I'm great. However, but if they then come to me and they say, "Morgan, if you don't build a business and a million dollar business in the next ninety days, we're gonna kill you and your whole family, mm. but you're we're kill you last." I'm gonna be like, "Get the fuck out of my way, man!" Yeah, like I'm gonna build this shit. Why? Because we increase enough necessity. We increase enough pain in the present moment. Because mm. before I associated more pain to doing that than not doing it. Does it make sense? Makes perfect sense. I was sense. like, I can chill here right now. My mm. life's good. Like I'm doing things. I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. I, I love, love what I'm doing. But in order for me to do that, that that's a lot. That, mm. And I associate pain to doing that, which I think most people do. Yeah. But we increase pain. Why Grant Cardone probably got motivated by that because he's a sicko in the head, to be honest. Right? The best kind. However... Yeah. But he would have had enough pain because he would have knew. It's yeah. like, if I don't hit this, my reputation's fucked. Mm-hmm. And I know that's what drives that guy. He's mm-hmm. like, he's going to be the biggest, he's going to be the best, right? So that's the thing. If people want to create change in their life, number one, get around people that are already like, this is it's the life hack. Mm-hmm. Like, I like, fit, I like copying shit. And here's the thing. In school, they tell us you get punished. If, if you copy people, you get punished. Mm-hmm. And if you fail, you get punished, right? But in the real world, in the entrepreneurship world, if you copy, if you model behavior, you succeed. You find mm-hmm. the shortcuts. And if you fail, you're actually one step closer to succeeding. Mm-hmm. Where most people come in this world and they're fear. Oh, I've got this fear of failure. What if I fail? What if you fail? Fail forward. Get the fuck mm-hmm. back up and keep going, man. Exactly. Because in school, we're programmed to be like, well, if I fail, that's bad. But here, we need to fall in love with failure. Because mm. failure is only feedback. And it's going to take us one step closer to every single thing we want. Exactly. And in school as well, they also tell us, you know, basically not to collaborate. Don't talk to the person next to you. It's like, 
ex exact dissonance to what actually happens in the real world. That's a conversation we've touched on many times in the podcast. But um, I'm curious as well, because I know I'll, I will jump back to the four pillars of a uh, dream life in a minute. But I'm curious, just off the cuff, what would be your first plan of attack if you had to build a million dollar business in 90 days? <laughs> I'd, I'd, I would binge. I would binge on the cover billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> no, to be honest. Okay. What would I do, man? It's I, my, my first thing would be I'd, I'd be focusing on, fuck, this is wild. Because uh, <laughs> I, I have no idea. Like yeah. I haven't done it. So I just want to like pre-frame that. Like I haven't even built a million dollar business in like in a year, right? Yeah. So if I had a gun to my head and I had to do something like that, I, I would find a way to get as many eyeballs on me as absolute possible. And I like if we bring everything back to the law of income, law of income is... On that note, our timer didn't go off and the cameras have just stopped. Okay, sweet. So I can, have a, the bell. I can have a thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> All right. So sorry for the minor technical difficulties, guys. I promise one day we will fork out 40 grand for some film cameras and do this shit properly. Do you do, you do that on every episode? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. We just kind of like ride the wave and see what happens. Cool. Um, so. Law of income. Law of income. So law of income. So the first thing to sort of focus, if we, if we, I can't believe. Anyway, law of income is this. So you need to find a need. So the need for what you do, your ability to do it and the difficulty it's so ironic that the word difficult is a hard word to pronounce. The difficulty it is to replace you. Yeah. Those three things. The need for what you do, your ability to do it, difficulties to replace you. So I would first be focused on that. What's the need? I'm going to find a need, right? I'm going to find a need and I'm going to fill it. I would probably start just building as many freaking eyeballs on me as I possibly can. So networking with people. Like if I've mm. got no money, like I, I honestly don't know. Like I need to sit down and think it's about so it. so hard. But hey? I'd bring it always back to that. It's like I got to, mm. I got to find a need. I got to fill it. But I would find, I would find my customers first. I would mm -hmm. find like where are the people? What's the need? How am I going to get access to a massive audience? And how can I give them exactly what mm -hmm. they want? Because like if you get make a million dollars, you know, you can find a thousand people. My math's probably going to be off here. Sell a thousand people a thousand dollars each. That's a million dollars. Yeah, it would be. Here's exactly what I do. I would, I would spend the next 90 days networking like a motherfucker and I'd find the biggest king pin yeah, people I could possibly fish. find and I'll throw the biggest, baddest uh, success event mm -hmm. the country's seen and I'd sell tickets for $1,000. I'd sell tickets for $1,000 and oh. I'd put 1,000 people in the room. That's a good idea, actually, because the thing is, as well, I was like, kind of racked my brain, would you go, would you go consumers or would you go business owners? And at the end of the day, like, business owners are less of a sell to spend money on something progressing them, mm. you know, which is your skill set. You know, that's, that's what you've got. So that makes sense. And when you break it down like that, a thousand people, you can get a thousand people in a room and to sell a thousand dollar ticket. Like if you're giving someone value, thousand dollars for like a three day event, high value is cheap. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you can make like a no sell event or something like that mm -hmm. where people, it's like strictly thousand dollars, that's it, like, come, like, uh, that's the first thing I just thought of off the yeah. back of my head. But it's like breaking down the bite sized things, but then that's the same thing. It's like, I'm gonna find a need. A business owner right now struggling. Yes, there's always struggling business mm -hmm. owners. <laughs> like, most people that are actually in business are really in business because they don't wanna have a fucking job. Mm -hmm. Most people are in business, they don't know how to run a business. So, like, I would, that's why 95% uh, of businesses fail in the first five years because people mm -hmm. don't understand it. So, I'd find that need. I'd find that need. I'd feel I'd become really fucking good at it and I'd be so hard to replace. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you for sharing that. And now let's jump back to your um, dream life framework. So you talked about environment, yep. both internal and external. Yeah. So, okay. So number one is, is yeah, is the right environment. The second one is, is, is the right vehicle. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's one thing, you know, and I always, I always have a little dig on like super spiritual people and stuff here. Cause like sometimes they're like, you know, manifest, believe, mm -hmm. motherfucker, like you, you need some kind of vehicle. Like what's yeah. the tangible thing you're going to plug into? Are you, are you going to become a coach? Are you going to become, you know, like, are you going to build a business? Like, what what's the vehicle for you, right? And and how do you discover this vehicle is, like, how I haven't really fully broken this down yet is the, the right vehicle is also, like, having the right vision. Mm -hmm. So, we need a vision and a vehicle because a vision inspires you. Most people who are stuck in life or they're, like, a standstill, they're a crossroad and they're like, look, I'm not sure where I'm, I'm not, what's, what's next for me. It's just because they haven't created a powerful, compelling 
fulfilling vision for their life. Mm. That's it. Because you don't know where we're going. So if me and you are standing in a room, we're standing in this, this room, right? And I say, hey, run a straight line right there as fast as you can go. Go. And you start sprinting. But then I throw a chair down in front of you. Now what do you do? Launch over the top of it. You launch over the top of it. You throw it out of your way. You go around mm. it. Do whatever you need to do, mm. right? But then, but you just disobey what I said. I said, run in a straight line. So you use your own problem-solving skills just to figure out a way to get to the end result. Now, let's say we're staying in the same room and I say to you, run a straight line anywhere in this room you want. And That's you go, when, yeah, the decisions comes in. You go, well, where should I go, Morgan? I said, I don't know, man. You got this whole setup. It looks fucking dope. Like, mm. surely you can figure out where you want to go. And you're like, uh, okay. Then you kind of start dawdling mm -hmm. with a bit of uncertainty. And you're like, where should I go? And then I throw a chair down in front of you. Then you go, <gasps> chair. Sit down on it and wait. Oh, yeah. Sit down <laughs> on it and wait. Turn, go yeah. another direction or just completely stop. Yeah. Now, in each situation, the obstacle is the exact same obstacle. But the second time, the obstacle become the problem and it took you out of the game. Mm. Distracted you, made you pivot, shiny object syndrome, or you just completely stopped. What was the difference? The first time you had a clear vision of exactly where you're going, you saw it, you knew mm. it, you believed it. Then you went as fast as you possibly could there. That's all I'm doing. And you see the people like Elon Musk, you see the Grant Cardones, the Tony Robbins, the Richard Branson, you see all these people, why they continually keep doing incredible stuff is because they have a clear vision. They know what they want to create. They know what they want to do. They want to suck the juice out of life and get as much done as they possibly can. These guys probably have a vision so big they can't even get done in the next thousand years. Mm. You know what I mean? But they get to do the best they possibly can where most people who just walk around and live it uninspired is because they just haven't actually sat down and go, what do I really want? Mm. What's my life really about? What do I want in the next five years? So I still want to be in this job? Well, how would I feel in five years if I still am in this job? Oh, most people don't want to ask that question mm. because it's painful. Yeah. Because what happens is they don't ask these questions and then they delay the pain. So then they get pleasure now. They go, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to do the uncomfortable thing now. I'm going to do what's easy. Therefore, life will be hard. But if you choose to go, I'm going to ask hard questions now. And I don't want to be there in five years. So I'm going to do what's hard now. So then life can be easy. Mm. So it comes down to really have a compelling, powerful vision. And then having the right vehicle. Now, the right vehicle is going to come down to you're around the right people. You'll be introduced to something. Guaranteed. Every single time it happens to me. So what happened to me when I was 21 years old, I come back up to the Gold Coast. And I started hanging around all these people that were doing epic shit. And I got back in contact with an old friend. And I said, man, you're always happy. You look like really rich. You're doing really cool shit. You're traveling all the time. Like, what are you doing? He's like, man, property, blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, yeah, property. Okay. And I started like dabbling and, you know, that I was like, I don't like this. Mm. Like, it feels like I'm going against the grain. I really just don't like this. And then one day he sends me a message. He goes, dude, I'm doing this thing called network marketing. Come and check it out. I said, the fuck's network marketing? He's like, I'm making money online. Make a thousand bucks last week. I said, what? Says, so, yeah, okay, I'll come check it out. And I go down to this room and it's like a whole line around this room. It was like a 6 p.m. meeting where it was like dark time, <laughs> nighttime. And I just thought, why the fuck are people lined up in a car park 6 p.m. on a Wednesday night? And I'm like, this is a cult. So I texted him. I said, dude, this is a cult, man. I'm not coming in. And he goes, remember you're broke. Come in. Oh, that's powerful. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, motherfucker right <laughs> I said true okay fair enough so yeah. I'll come check this thing I'll sit at the back of the room arms folded this was weird these guys are happy everyone's smiling hugging mm. clapping celebrating each other talking about visions dreams goals impact making money traveling the world freedom in their 20s and 30s hang Sounds on a horrible. second hang the fuck on a second <laughs> I was like what is this and then I, was, I jumped in Yeah, I jumped in network marketing and then I told some other people about it and then guess what happened Oh, pyramid, can't do that. Da, 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 da. Because this is what happens in life. When you start going towards what you want, it uns it upsets other people because it reminds them that they're not doing fucking shit with their life. Mm. So then they start to tell you things that you can't do that. They tell you their limiting beliefs instead of yours. And unfortunately, that shit takes some people out of the game. Mm -hmm. It sucks. Not me though. I was like, well, hey, guess what? You know, you can either come with me or you're going to see me waving from the top, man. Because mm. like I see these other people doing it. I'm not happy where I am. I've got extra time after work. I'm going to build a side hustle. I've got no idea about it. I'm going to figure it out. And I did that. That's the thing, you know, <laughs> we don't always know where our 
end goal is. You know, we see the lighthouse off in the distance. We don't know the exact coordinates, but we're going to start heading in that general direction. And we'll like, we'll adjust course slightly along the way. Just make sure you keep putting one foot in front of the other. And then as you get closer to that goal, that goal moves further away because they get bigger. Yep. You know, when Elon Musk probably first started PayPal or whatever it was called, X or something back then, X.com, he had no clue that he wanted to go to Mars. And then, you know, he got wealthy. Then he built Tesla. Then he's like, oh, actually, Mars looks pretty cool. You know, that's yeah. the way it works. It's like we're, we're all just figuring this shit out as we go along. People think, and even me, like, I don't, I don't have a fucking clue, mm-hmm. man. I have no idea. I'm figuring life out as I go along. I'm doing the best I can. And so is everybody else. That's the and fun part. Like, I'm getting information from other people. Who like, oh, that's how you did it. Cool. I'm going to give that a crack too. Oh, I didn't like it. or oh, that didn't work for me. I'm going to tweak it. And then next minute, I just try all this different stuff and create my own stuff. And now I'm teaching other people. It's like, mm. I don't know if this will work, but it worked for me. It's worth a try. Mm. Like, you know, but what I do know is that there is a formula for success. Like there is a formula. And, and the thing is like, who who knows exactly what the formula is but what i do know is that there's, there's a formula for being broke and that's yeah. just staying exactly where you are and staying stagnant and staying around still people still complaining still blaming still justifying still broke right so you get in the right vehicle that's why i did 21 years old okay i started building things as a side hustle i then introduced i got introduced to the next one which was the right timing the third pillar the right timing because here i was i'm around the right people i got the right vehicle i'm doing all the things I'm like, I'm going to the events. I'm talking to people. I'm, I'm building this business. So I thought, I was like, it's still not really, like I see these other people, like this other guy just built like a six-figure business his first year. I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, there's the next one, the right timing. So this is where I would talk about pleasure and pain. So there's this thing that people need to do, which I think if there's people only get one thing from this episode, it's this. They need to decide. And it's like, oh yeah, easy. I already know that. Well, listen to this one for a second. I said that exact same thing to Darren Hardy in Maui. Right? Mm-hmm. They flew me out to Maui to speak on the stage to our top 500 performers with Darren Hardy. He did a whole hour keynote. This goat of goats of success, this guy. Comes up to me at dinner. He said, hey, my name's Darren. I said, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. My name's Morgan. And he goes, um, he goes, good job today. I said, thank you. I said, I liked your stuff too. He's like, yeah, did you get something from it? I said, yeah, you know, like, it was pretty good. Uh, you know, I kind of already knew some of that stuff though. And he goes, you knew it? I'm like, yeah. He's a big guy. Like he's yeah. quite intimidating. Like you knew it? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, let me ask you a question. Do you do it? And does your bank account show it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck. No. He said, then do the things that you say you know. Mm-hmm. So there's three levels of, of knowing. There's three levels of learning. And people fuck this up. There's knowing, there's understanding, and there's embodiment. So knowing is like, you hear this, and I, t- I talk about the four pillars. When you finish this episode, you'll be like, okay, I know about the four pillars now. Mm. Cool. I know about it. You could be like, I'm, a- I'm aware of it. So then like, if you bring it up on another episode or they come to one of my events or something and they're like, oh yeah, I know this. Great. Second level is understanding. So understanding to a point where if I'm not around, you could repeat this verbatim and teach somebody else. Think of like a professor. Mm-hmm. But have you ever wondered why there's professors teaching business? Mm-hmm. That makes, Think about that a lot. That makes yeah. no sense. Mm. Why would I? Why would I want to go to university or college and learn business from a professor? If I want to learn business, I'm going to pay someone who's built a multi-million dollar business. Chances are they're probably not a professor. Like I, I don't know. It, it might. It might be. Mm. But just generalizing, they're probably not. Um, because the third one is this: most people stop there. They know about it, they understand it, and then they teach because they're too scared to actually put it into practice and go through the trenches and do the do and become embodied. Embodied is having the results. I see it all the time, man, especially here on the Gold Coast. There's so many people. They go do a seven-day NLP course or something, and then they come out and they're like, I know everything. I'm going to start coaching and charging money and stuff. Like, dude, take what you know, apply it to your life, get the results. Mm-hmm. Let those results say, hey, here's what I've done. If you want to come with me, I can teach you I've done as well. Right, it, it, just, it just blows my mind, but that's where people stay, right? Because this is what happens. It's got to come to the right time. Now, people listening to this right now, they might be in the right environment. They might have the right vehicle. They, they got this business. They got this side hustle. They got this, their job. They might be climbing the corporate ladder, whatever it is they want to do. But they're still like, I'm just not there yet. It's because they haven't decided where the word decide has another word in it, side. That means to kill, 
In Latin, it means death. So when you decide on your goals, when you decide on this vision, what it really means is you're killing all other options other than that. Now, when you've made that decision, you go from being 99% in to 100% in. Most people, like get this for a second. Do you have a partner? I, I was with a partner for seven years. Recently, actually, we broke up on a Wednesday. I started the podcast, recorded the first episode on a Friday. So oh, sweet. this well, is my partner now. I yeah. love it. Okay. <laughs> well, let, okay. Yeah. Let, let's say for example, let's, let's, let's say for example, okay, you, you got a partner and, and you come home to her and you say, hey, baby, I'm 99% sure you're the woman of my dreams. What do you think she would say? I reckon there'd be some saltiness there, but like 99%, that's a lot. Because you're a man, yeah. right? Because yeah. men are like, come on, baby. Come on. Oh, what more do you God, want? God, yeah. But women, they go, I want the last 1%. Yeah. And so do your dreams. Yeah. Like if we're 99% in, we're still flirting. And that's mm-hmm. what it is. Like think yeah. of it like being a fuckboy. <laughs> it really is, right? So if you're flirting with your dreams, it's because you're just 99% in still. Mm-hmm. If you're in a relationship, you're 99% in because you still got that 1% over. Well, what if? What if it doesn't work? I'll go, I'll keep I'll keep little Sally over here like happy. Like who knows? I'm just making shit up, right? But that's the thing. Yeah. We come that far and we don't go that last bit because it's truly making that decision to be like, I'm completely all in. There's a guy called Colonel Cortez. Right, centuries ago, he led a team from Cuba to Mexico. He had all these ships. And when they got to Mexico, they realized they were there to fight the Aztecs. Mm-hmm. And when he got there, he realized that they were wickedly outnumbered, stupidly outnumbered. So he said to all these men, he said, turn around, burn the boats. So they all got fiery arrows and they shot them at from the shore. They shot the boats and watched every single boat burn into the water. And he turned to his men and he said, we've got nowhere to get back. So that leaves us two options. We're either going to beat the Aztecs and we're going to take over this land or we're going to fucking die trying. And guess what happened? They won. Yeah, wow. They won because they were completely in. They were 100% convicted, 100% in where there was no point in return. When you have that level of tenacity towards your dreams and your goals, there's nothing fucking stopping you. Mm. There's nothing stopping you. No chairs get in your way. You'll jump straight over it. And that's what I that's why I love teaching when I teach because people will come across chairs in their way, the obstacles, the problems. And they might view it as like, well, this is a level five problem. And if they're a level three person, they'll look at it as a big problem. They're like, fuck, it's a huge problem. Hence why they sometimes feel fearful to take take the step. That's why the fourth pillar is super important, which is becoming the right you. Because if you level up and you become the right you and you become a level eight person, what now does what do you think of a level five problem? You're like, mm. not that I'll sort it out in the next 20 minutes. Because leveling up and investing in you and becoming a better person every single day, that's what it's always about. Because life's you you can't you can't get rid of problems. Jim Rohn said the best. Mm. He's like, don't wish life was easier, wish you were better. Stop focusing on the things that you're not good at and just focus mm. on how can you double down the things you are great at and become the best at, right? So becoming the right you is it comes down to three things. Having the right beliefs, right? Which beliefs get formed all through our life, but massively mm. from zero to seven, all these things. We have the values and the attitude. So I'll talk about the beliefs, okay? There's this guy called Roger Benesser. Have you heard of Roger Benesser? I know that name. I'm not familiar with the work. So he was the first guy in the world to ever run a four-minute mile. Yes. Right? And what happened was before he ran it, he said, I want to run a four-minute mile. Mm -hmm. Scientists, doctors said to him, you're insane. You can't do that. Not possible. physically impossible. Your heart will burst out of your chest if you do that. It's just, you can't do it. And he goes, thank you, but I'm going to do it. And he trains. Because he decided, because I taught him these four mm-hmm. pillars, right? So like he put them in action and they yeah. fucking work, right? And uh, and he's taking action every single day. He's working himself every single day. He's around the right people. He's got the right coaches. He's got the right vehicle. He's focused on things. He's got the vision. He's made a decision that's already done. He's not going to stop until it's done. It's already happened in his mind. It has. He used to visualize himself crossing. He used mm-hmm. to literally visualize crossing the line under four minutes, under four minutes. And then one day he does. And then six weeks later, another person did it and then another and another and another 
and another. Now there's been thousands done it. Hmm. All because one person. Because what happened was one person changed everyone else's belief that, fuck, maybe this is actually possible. Now, I question everyone listening to this. What are you not doing because you believe or you took someone else's belief that they put on you saying it's not possible? Like, Dude, someone's got to go first. But I guarantee you, for most of the things that you're probably thinking about doing, someone's already done them somewhere in the world. There's a model out there, definitely. 100%. There's been a lot of cool shit done in the world, man. Humans are just fucking insane. Um, like I watched the... There's a documentary on Netflix called 14 Peaks at the moment. 14 I wa- Peaks. Dude, watch it. Insane. Yeah. Literally, this this like bypass story, I'll come back, but it, it just <laughs> blew my mind because I was like, what humans are really possible yeah. of doing? I looked in the climbing Mount Everest a little while ago and, the, and everyone says it's a two-month expedition. Uh... Then they said about, I think what they say, um, one out of every 10 people die on the mountain. I said, fuck, that's pretty good. Mm. That's like 90% success rate. That's great. Yeah. It's a good success rate. Um, so about two months to get done. Then there's one Nepalese guy. He set out the mission to climb the 14 highest mountains in the world. One being Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. And he did it in two months. All, fucking, all 14. All 14, dude. He did Mount Everest. Probably at, barefoot. Dude, it's fucking <laughs> insane. He did Mount Everest alone. Yeah. I, I think like someone listening to this probably like, that's wrong. But I think he did it in, in yeah. a day wow. or maybe two days. It was yeah. something just stupid where he's like, we, we had to do this, then onto the next mountain within eight hours or something. And I'm mm. like, what? But it just blows my mind. There's people that are doing some incredible stuff out there. So if they're doing it, why not you? Mm. Right? So we must identify the belief. We must like build this belief through neuroplasticity, just repetition. Like how I, how I say this, I took this from Kerwin Ray. If people say it to me, because how often does someone say to you, hey, how you doing? Like constantly. All day long. Yeah. And I, I've just, I've just uh, you know, taught myself when someone says it to me, I say, I'm unstoppable. Like, hey, how are you? I'm unstoppable. How are you? That's like his brand. Hey, yeah. So he started doing it. I said, that's fucking great. I'm just going to steal it. Because guess what? I just modeled him. Yeah. So that's great, Kerwin. Legend. Love it. I'll do that as well. And then literally, I've just, li- I have felt it programmed into me. It's like, I truly believe I'm unstoppable. Any challenge that comes across my way, it's like, fuck, that might be a big challenge, but I'm just going to get it done because mm-hmm. I'm just a guy that gets shit done. It may not look the prettiest, but I'm going to fucking get it done. Yeah. There'll be a destruction behind me, but it's done, right? That's when a team comes into place, right? So the second one, second level is values. We must have the right values. So like I, was, I opened this whole show talking about our values. Values are the things that literally drive us, whether we're aware of that or not. Most people are not aware of it. Sometimes they sit, you know, they sit at their house and they, they're, they're wasting their time on Netflix and they see other people doing things and they're like, oh, why is that person doing it? I wish I could do it. It's like, well, that person, like, like I speak on stages. That's one of my highest values is learning and teaching. I will learn every single day. I teach every single day. I love it. Even when I try to take a day off, I'm still, I'm just, I've got a podcast, I'm mm-hmm. learning, I'm listening, or I'm communicating with my team. I like, it's hard for me to take a day off because I just love what we're doing. So we're teaching the world cool shit, mm-hmm. you know, and I just love it. It's like what I gravitate towards, I move towards it. Now, if someone has a value of safety, of security, would they, and I ask them, it's like, would you want to go skydiving? What do you think they'll say? Dinada. <laughs> they're like no 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 like well come on man it's fucking fun what do you mean you need a bit of adventure in your life live a little fun live yeah, yeah come on right and then like no it's the dumbest thing ever even though it's like like i don't even i'm not sure if any, i'm not sure i'm probably got this one wrong as well but i'm not sure if anyone's died from skydiving before like it's super safe actually and surely there's someone out there probably be like, some kind of malfunction or something. yeah <laughs> Small but percentage. um and if, if someone was to value safety they move away from things that go against their highest values. Mm-hmm. If someone who values integrity and they start to work for somebody who is a bit immoral or they do things wrong, they screw people over, it wouldn't sit right and they'd be like, I don't like this. I'm going to move away from it. And I'm not sure why, but I just don't like this. I'm not sure what's happening here because it's your highest values. So when you get aligned with this, like actually figure out what is what have we been programmed already? Because that's the thing. We have, we have a lot of different values and I go through, we spent nearly an entire day on this at the Dream Out Loud Method. So I'm, I'm glad you're coming in. Oh, I can't wait. To be fucking dope. We, we spent nearly an entire day dissecting this because when we go into this, this is literally why people do what they do. We have our highest values, then we have our towards and away. But our highest ones are the things that we just go towards no matter what. Then we have our other ones that come in and create a lot of confliction. Now for just to quickly go into this, like, one thing I used to value really high was creating success, but the thing I didn't want the most um, 
was being bored, then I had a subconscious belief attached to the value of success thinking, well, if I create a lot of success, it's lonely at the top, which is a fucking stupid thing. <laughs> then I'll be like, oh, I'll be really bored. So I'm not, I don't want to do it. So I'll self-sabotage. Mm -hmm. But then I changed it. I was like, actually, I know a lot of people that are at the top and they're waiting for me to catch up. So we can just go and like, I'm playing golf with my friends on Thursday in the middle of the day because I've got lots of friends that do this shit as well, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's just this crazy shit that we pick up from other people, but they're not actually real. So our beliefs, our values. The last one is our attitude. This is the make or break. Yeah. This is the one thing like, I just dropped a lot of shit, but they can take this one thing and apply it today. Having the right attitude. There's three kinds of people in the world. The first person, they complain about the wind. Sitting in the boat and like, oh man, the wind, the wind, man. Like, oh, if only the wind blew in my direction, I would be able to get over there too. And they stay a victim, right? But they don't, they don't want to take directions. They have a fixed mindset, closed mind. Okay. And then the second person, they go, oh, it's okay. I'm just going to put my crystals out. I'm going to manifest. I'm going to pray. I'm going to hope. I'm going to write my goals out every day, but I'm not going to take any fucking action. I'm just going to hope that things change. Or what this could also look like is doing the same thing over and over, expecting something different. It's going, I'm just going to hope that if I keep doing this, the wind will change. And the third person, they just get up and they change their fucking sails because they're like, this isn't the shit I want. I'm going to put it in the direction of where I want to go. Oh, whoops. The wind changed again. I'm going to adjust my sails again. I'm going to adjust my sails again. I'm going to adjust my sails again. I'm going to adapt to what is happening in my life, not this made up shit that I've created in my head. Right? And that is really the journey. It's like people can make that decision right now and start being, instead of being a victim of their life, to just start going to being like in control and complete responsibility. And some people don't want to hear that. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones who need to hear it. Because I've been both. I tell you which one's a lot better, man. It's like when we take 100% responsibility for all the good and all the bad in their life, we've got no one else to blame but us. But then the greatest thing about that is we have the ability to respond. Responsibility. We have the ability to respond versus being reactive to everything happening in our life. Wow. Now, our timer is seconds away from going off. So... I'm going to leave it there for all these wonderful people because I want to make sure that that hits home. I want to make sure that they lock that into their mental, listen to it twice if you have to, three times. Thank you so much, Morgan. Where can our audience find you? Uh, the best place, uh, check out my podcast, Dream Out Loud. Um, it's number one podcast for personal development for young people. That's us Self-proclaimed. Anyone who says like, I've got yeah. the number one this, like, dude, it's self-proclaimed, bro. Unless, but like, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's you cool You got to think it though. Otherwise, you'll never get there. 100% putting it in existence, right? It's yeah. my vision. But yeah, Dream Out Loud podcast. Um, we've had some incredible guests. We've had like the Cohen Rays, Les Brown, John D. Martini, uh, some of the greatest people in the world like in, in this space. And plus, I just dropped tons of firebombs like this too. Um, there and then my Instagram at Morgan T Nelson. Go ahead, hit me there. Send me a DM if you got any other questions. I I, I respond to every single DM. Uh, I love like if people got value from this and you have any other questions, just hit me up in the DMs. I'll I'll, I'll respond within about seven days max. <laughs> seven business days. Yeah, seven business days. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys. This has been another action-packed episode of Before the Money. Morgan, thank you, brother. Really appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Well love done, it. man. Peace and love. See you guys next week. I hope today's episode left you with a spark of inspiration or maybe even answered a couple of questions that you didn't even know you had. If that is the case, there are three really quick ways you can help us seriously grow this show and impact more lives. Number one, leave behind a five-star rating so that all newcomers know they're in for a treat. Number two, share this episode with your audience and spread the message. Number three, donate to the show. Now, this podcast is a massive passion project of mine, so all community funding goes directly back into leveling up the content and guests to provide you with as much value as possible. Every Tuesday, I sit down and chat with a high-value guest to learn about how they were able to build an impactful life that ignites them, so make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you never miss a release. This show is presented by anarchylabel.com, and in the show notes below, I've listed an exclusive discount code for you to go and check out. Last thing before we go, send me a message with the words winners routine if you're finally ready to eliminate procrastination and you want to learn more about the program I spoke about at the beginning of the episode. Remember, success is not determined by what we achieve, but by who we become. So much love, guys. I really appreciate you guys listening to this one. I will see you all next week.